the Hog Call Podcast. Welcome to the Hog. Welcome to the Hog Call Podcast. This is Chad. This is Tim. Be sure to subscribe to the Hog Call, your favorite podcast directory, iTunes, Google Play, TuneIn, Stitcher, wherever you'd like. We're on the all. Listen to the Hog Call live at iPatio.com. Not only live, real-time, uncut, uncensored, Razorback podcast. Created by fans for fans. Friend us on Facebook at Hog Call Podcast. Or follow us on Twitter at Hog Call Podcast. Chad's run the Facebook page. Titter runs the, Tim runs the Twitter page. <laughs> Support the Hog Call Podcast by helping us spread the word. Give us five-star ratings. And leave a comment, even if it's just go hogs. They'll go a long way to allow other Razorback fans to find the podcast more easily. If you'd like to throw out there for our way, you can support us financially at our Patreon page or even send one dollar to help us update our equipment, providing server space to store our episodes of counting on fan support. If you have something to call, a hog call nation needs to hear, call and leave a voicemail at eight one two eight five zero zero one one zero or send an email to hog call podcast at gmail dot com. Well, good to get that mess out of the way. How's it going, Tim? <laughs> well, it's all the turkey inside, and uh, everybody's having a good Thanksgiving tonight. Excellent. Yeah, no, me too. I know uh, wasn't the best intro right there that I've ever done in my entire life, and you know, <laughs> just, it's kind of like one of those situations where you go and you get the tickets for. Uh, for uh, Willie Nelson or, or Hank Williams, and they just kind of help them get out there on the stage, and they get them in the chair and hand them their guitar, and you get what you get, and that's kind of how it's not podcasting, but, you know, we're getting it. We're bringing it out there to you. It is what it is, but good Lord, it's Thanksgiving, and, you know, I've been indulging food and everything. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure a lot of people listen to it in the same way. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm sure. I'm imagine everybody that's listening, like I said, is pretty much on the same level, hopefully, you know. Um, but, uh, so look, I don't know if tonight is going to be a super long podcast or anything. I probably don't get two hours, anything like that. We're going to try to get what we can to everybody. Uh, but it is a holiday weekend, and you are going to get what you get. So, you know, you want it to be longer, you want it to be more in depth, you know, you go ahead and throw some money our way. And we will uh, we'll make sure we do one up for you next year, big time. It'll be this is the last football game tomorrow. I've got uh, some basketball, another basketball game or two to talk about. So we'll make <laughs> up for it next week. Absolutely. Next week we'll get more in depth and we'll get better. But I mean, really, what can we say? Hockey's still doing good. There's not a whole lot we can talk about, especially after Matt came on last week and schooled everybody. Maybe we can get him back on again to give us some more uh, information about this, uh, the hockey program. Goodness, wasn't that good that he, he was able to come on there and just really give us a, a good, solid foundation of the Arkansas hockey team and what they're all about. And if you hadn't heard that podcast, I'd suggest going back and listening to it. And, you know, I'd just like to say thank you to Matt for uh, coming on and, and contributing to the podcast. That's what it's all about. It's about fans getting together and doing something fun, having a good time. Yeah, oh, yeah. I hope he knows I was just kidding with him to see uh, before he let him back on to see what the fan reaction was. I'm sure it's good. I know uh, uh, the normal host, me and you, Chad, really like it. So hope hope he comes back on because we really need him to uh, like. I like having somebody that knows what they're talking about hockey. So, yeah, absolutely. The good news is that you know we didn't have anybody send us like one email so we can't have McNaught get this guy off the radio or anything <laughs> like that. So we didn't have a phone call or an email come in saying anything about like I can't believe you guys let him on air or anything. And then also the other great thing is that uh, you know without any complaints or anything like that, maybe we can get him back on some other time. You know? Oh yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, you know. In, in kind of in anything, uh, especially like, you know, customer complaints, negatives are always the loudest ones. And so, hey, if you don't even get one, uh, that's, that's pretty good, man. So. Absolutely. And our fan base grew again. You know, every week gets bigger and bigger, which is crazy to me, especially with the situation that we're in right now with football and everything. And I'd just like to say thank you to everybody that's listening to the podcast and 
you know, I'm thankful for all of our listeners. I'm thankful for being able to do the podcast. I'm thankful for my uh, co-host, Tim, getting on here with me. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, just wanted to throw that out there. Uh, no, so, what's that? Oh, no, sorry. Uh, uh, yeah, I want to thank everybody, too, for uh, keeping us going. If nobody was listening to it, uh, we probably would have stopped or just been talking to ourselves. But y'all have made it where we're going to keep going. We really like doing it. Thank you, everybody. Yeah, absolutely. So, check this out, Tim. So, DJ Williams saw some guys, you know, hitting on the uh, cheerleaders for the last game, said something about coach to, to coach about it during the press conference. And uh, everybody got all up in arms. I'm going, oh, he should have went and talked to the coach in private and this, that, and the other. Let him know it was a, you know, blindside situation and stuff like that. And I just want to say, you know, I told DJ this on Twitter or whatnot. But I just want to say thank you, DJ, for standing up and doing what the media is supposed to do and holding the team accountable. You know, as fans, of course, our podcast does that every week. Um, we see stuff we like, we praise you. We see stuff we don't like, we let you know about it. And it's just nice to see that there's actual members of the media out there that aren't uh, that aren't uh, that aren't blowing smoke. And there's a lot of them that blow a lot of smoke. You know what I mean? And tell you everything's going to be great. Look at the recruiting class. You got to give them time. This, that, and other. And I like that he said. You know, I'm not happy with us having the worst football program and or worst football season in the history of the program. And I think somebody needs to call Coach out on it. And I agree with him 100%. And hats off to you, DJ. Good job. Oh, yeah. I totally agree. And uh, this is coming from, I mean, he won the Mackey Award, you know, uh, the the top tight end in the country when Mm -hmm. he played. He gave it his all in Arkansas. All he wants to do, one thing, he wants to do his job as a media member, and he's not scared to ask questions. He noticed something. He's doing uh, doing his job. Second, I mean, he just has pride in the program, like you said. I mean, we're one loss away from the worst uh, uh, record season in Arkansas football history. Do you think that strikes well with him? Do you think he's doing it to, to move on to, like, oh, I'm just going to break all this news and stuff and, like, doing it selfishly? No. He wants mm-hmm. the program to be better. It's like this is just kind of a compounding thing of the, the players not fully invested uh, mm-hmm. in the game and in the season, even with just two games left. So, yeah, hats off to BJ. Keep doing what you're doing, man. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I I know DJ from back whenever he was a little kid. He used to uh, hang out with my cousin in North Little Rock. and I used to drive them both to the movie theater. I was quite older than both of them, obviously. And I used to drive them both to movie theaters and so on and so forth. Whenever they were just little pots, you know, coming up or whatnot. Mm -hmm. You remember those days you needed something to do. Family drove down to the movie theater to drop you off, pick you up. (laughs) <laughs> he's been a Razorback fan since the beginning, you know, since he mm-hmm. came here. And he came here from a rough situation to flee in from, you know, a situation that, that was horrible. And the community took him in. Uh, Little Rock took him in. Um, the, the Razorback football program took him in. And he, he knows that. He respects that. And he's trying to give back to that. And you got to – understand where he's coming from is from a personal level you know it's not from just a it's not from just a player perspective even it's from a deep personal fan perspective where he where he comes from with that uh right you know where that's coming from and Mm -hmm. you know i respect it more that he's willing to call somebody out and say i don't like this this isn't right like when he sent out that uh or whenever i guess he retweeted that uh Video towards back towards the beginning of the year, but we retweeted it about how horrible the players are doing that. That called out all the players, and that's, uh-huh. that's the right thing to do. That's what you should be doing right now. That is what football's about. That's what being fans about, and that's that's what we should expect from the media. It should not ever be an easy ride, and that's one of the problems we have in Arkansas. A lot of times, the media wants to give an easy ride. The university, I don't think, want people to talk bad about the program. I don't think that um, I don't think they censor the media per se. But I do feel like the men, the media censors themselves and they talk about the University of Arkansas because they're trying to get the best coverage they can get. So you know, good job calling them out though. That's all I'm saying. Not being afraid, getting out there and 
and calling out what he sees as, as absolute nonsense. So I guess the second part of this is how do you feel about that, Tim? Is that absolute nonsense or is that just uh, a couple kids being kids, you know, uh, 20-year-olds, they see a girl, they say, hey, let's, let's go over and say something. What do you think? It's like, yeah, a lot of ah, you know, I'm I'm on the side of, I mean, it's college football. That's a big deal. I don't know, and there and there's so many good looking uh, girls that go to their school at the University of Arkansas uh, on a first hand <laughs> basis. I was like, I don't know why uh, you would be, I don't know, even needing to talk to the Mississippi State girls. I mean, for the game, I don't know why you're just not focused in on the game completely. I yeah, I get it, man. Being twenty something, man. I, I mean, I know what it's like, but. Seem like that just for a couple of hours. You can wait till you get home on Saturday night. You know, hang out. And, you know what I mean? Oh, I agree. You know, my thing is like, what's wrong with these guys doing that? But you know, it all comes back to coaching. Like, why the coaches uh, have an atmosphere or an environment that makes that kind of stuff seem okay? Uh, mm-hmm. Sounds like there's not been a foot put down. You know what I mean? Um, I couldn't imagine a player doing that. Uh, when I was at the program, so I just I just can't imagine a, a player feeling like that's okay, and I kind of feel like I don't know if you're in a uh, recruiting class like that was Ole Miss. They did that a few years back, where they recruited a whole bunch of players, got the top ten recruiting class. And I'm not saying we're cheating or anything. But it sure is fishy, huh? Yeah, it's hard to. I mean, everybody kind of knew. It's like, man, why is Ole Miss getting top five classes a couple in a row? It's like, something's got to be going on. And come out where there's smoke, there's fire. Yeah, yeah. So it doesn't make it does, definitely doesn't make a whole bunch of sense or whatever. You know, I'm not saying that's the case or that's what's going on, but I'm just saying it's something to look at, you know. And if we were, you know, I guess we won a national championship or something. I guess I can, even if it was vacated, it'd be a fun <laughs> year, right? So. Oh, I'd still be wearing all my shirts and hoodies and things around it. I would have balled up after that. So. <laughs> <laughs> Why we're still wanting on the field? Nobody won it that year then. Absolutely. So, you know, you know, everybody's talking about the recruiting classes and all that, just talking about how, how great the recruiting classes are and stuff. And then they're turning around in the next sentence and the, and the media is saying, well, the freshmen aren't going to be able to play right away, so we got to give them another year past this one. So, you know, it's just something to think about. Like, when are we going to say, no, we want to see some results? You know, we got to wait three, four, five years again before we do that. Yeah, that's what happened in the last time. Like, well, you know, showing improvement, and then bang, went down again. I mean, we held on the bill on one or two seasons too long. Uh, and I hope we don't do it again because we're already seven years away. This is, what, eight, the eighth year in a row where it's been just bad or average. So, here we go. We're going to reach a decade of just terrible football, race back football. Our lives are short, guys. Can we just – if we suck next year, if we win two or three games next year, and we got to raise the buyout. I didn't say that yet, did I? Yeah, no, I, I think that uh, this ridiculous buyout is a great point. I think you bring it up. <laughs> like you would think you'd learn your lesson, but then you turn around and give this cat a big buyout. Two, not as big. I think it's $15 million. But still, my God, man, why? Why are we giving them such big buyouts? It's a no-name coach from Texas, a high school coach not too long ago. Why such a big buyout? You know, if, if you can't find – Anybody that takes the, the reins of the program, you know, that's the issue. And, you know, what what are you going to do if you see last mile to go over to Kansas and just blow it up? What are you going to do if you're sitting around in three years from now and you're thinking about how we could have had Lane Kiffin, you know, uh, come in and, and turn the program around? I mean, he went to Fatville High School, for goodness sakes. I mean, that's where he spent his some of his formidable teenage years. And, uh, you know, we went after went after this guy, and I guess I should be happy and saying, "Oh, our recruiting class is great," and I shouldn't be like a wonder for cheating, this, that, and other. But my God, help me not feel that way. You know, if you won six, seven games this year, I could be like, I understand why people are coming in and why our recruiting class is so high, why players are clamoring to come to the University of Arkansas to play football for this coach. But that's not the case. I think it's going to be the worst year in football history, uh, that's what I don't think people really grasp or understand. Yeah, and uh, I just, I mean, there's only one way to at least salvage a, to make it not, or at least it's tied with the worst ones 
and that's to, to win tomorrow against Mizzou, but I don't feel too kind of feel no confidence, less and less confidence even than I felt last last weekend or against LSU. So I don't know if that's going to do it. No, well, I agree. And how can you hate on you know um, uh, on coach that had had that uh, the three win year? Uh, what was his name? John L. Smith came in after Petrino. How do you hate on him so hard, and then you give this coach a pass and say he was the worst pro, uh, coach in program history because he came in and, and had a horrible year, and we haven't been right since he came in and had that horrible year. Um, but how do you hate on him so bad? Every single time you have a chance to open your mouth and say something, you got something hateful to say about the guy and the job he did with this cat, you can say, oh, well, wait until next year. It's going to be amazing. Oh, goodness, yeah. And, hell, John L. Club, hey, we're going 4-8 that year. Two SEC wins. I mean, goodness. Oh, Lord, I'd love, love to have two, two SEC wins this year. I mean, good Lord. Yeah. You know? I mean, that would be, I mean, that's, that's, that's pitiful. I'm saying that, but compared to, I mean, John L. Smith, I mean, we lose tomorrow, finish with two wins. John Smith doubled that. I mean, that was, I mean, that's tumultuous as far as like, I mean, that's like, wow, we don't know, we're stuck in limbo. We don't know, you know, the whole program, we don't know where we're going. We just lost our coach, what could have been. And now you think, I mean, you, you would think, I mean, four, a couple of he wins, four and eight actually sounds like he did what, what he could. Coaches, you know, probably half-assed him doing it, you know, because nobody would hold him accountable because, you know, they knew they were gone anyways. This is a new regime where everybody should be, Focused on the new program rejuvenation. And then, uh, yes, and oh, totally, totally. Agree. And we only paid what John Smith like a little bit. I mean, what you know, about a third or something of what Morris is getting paid. Well, he won some games, so you know, I'm not, I'm saying, not saying. I'm not saying, hey, I want John L. Smith yeah. back. I'm not saying <laughs> that. Say, say, say. I, I, I didn't feel like I understand why he did, why his year went badly as it did. I think a lot of it was personal issues and personal reasons. I don't think it was a uh, reflection of his coaching ability. And I think that it's really sad that every time I see an article come out, and I see several of these, who's the worst coach in Arkansas football program history? John L. Smith is number one plastered right on the front of that uh, every single time. And to me, that's just frustrating because Again, the guy the guy had a uh, had a rough to do, you know, and then he had to go through a lot of stuff that year. And I think he did as good as you can when you got family members dying and everything else is happening, you know. Um, that 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 was a hard year just for him personally. So, you know, there's that. But what we got going on here? I mean, what's going on with? With this guy, why is it so bad this year? I, you know, haven't heard any stories come out that he went bankrupt and lost millions and millions of dollars, and all kinds of money in a, you know, in a, uh, in a uh, real estate investment, or his brother died, or he lost his house, or anything like that. You know, none of that kind of stuff has come up. All I've heard is he gets to go to all, see all the fun football games. Goodness gracious, that just makes you better. You know, it's like it's like no adversity at all in this personal life. You know? No, I mean everything's like happy. You know? I mean maybe there's something going on we don't know about. You know? I mean we can't you know judge a book by the cover, of course. But no, you know I'm just trying to say that I just feel like this guy's getting a pass when a lot of other coaches wouldn't have gotten a pass. I just don't understand why folks are giving him a pass. Why the media is giving him a pass? I just don't get it. Uh, I don't care that it's his first year. I don't get why everybody's going to give him a pass. And then, you know, some folks are like, oh, yeah, there's people out there. I don't know. You know, we hate uh, uh, Coach Morris bandwagon. Is it really bandwagon at this point? I mean, worst football season in program history? I mean, I think you've earned your hate if you got some people out there hating you. You know? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm just worried about uh, – I just haven't seen anything. We're making progress uh, up until that uh, – Ole Miss, where we uh, blew that game, and that we were making progress, and just stopped short on that. Then we got, you know, blown out by Vanderbilt, and it's just getting getting worse. And there's nothing to just hang my hat on. Oh yeah. So it's just like I can't. I don't blame anybody for being frustrated. Like we're tired of 
it's kind of like we're saying, kind of DJ having pride in the program, but we're tired of it, man. I mean, it's like boy, the first, one of the first steps from getting back is like at least acting like we should be better. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, act like you've been there before. You know, mm-hmm. it's important. Exactly. Always is. And and I'm gonna tell you, you know, like you said, you know, uh, with you know, uh, folks that you know are sick and tired of it, and they're they're like, hey, I don't want to, you know, have a program like this. Fine, you know, just make yourself vocal. You know, just make sure mm-hmm. everybody knows that, and don't be worried about the naysayers and say, oh, you shouldn't be saying these things and this that and other. And then if this coach winds up doing great and turning himself around, that's okay too. It's okay to support him. It's okay to support him if he starts to turn around and starts to do great things and to get on his side. You don't always have to be against him just because you're against him in the beginning. You can grow into the guy. You know what I mean? If he, if he starts to meet your expectations, it's perfectly fine. I guess my issue is I don't know if he's going to meet those expectations, and that's what's scary. You know, you said that we've gotten better as the year went on, and then we had a game and things went bad, and I looked back at it, and I was sitting there the other day just thinking about it, and I was just trying to think to myself, did we, have we been doing better, or am I just insane? And I came to the realization that I don't know. I don't know if we have actually gotten better this year. It seems like I have found a lot of things where I could say, this was better and that was better and oh look at how good we did when we got curb stomped by Alabama look at how good we played when we got stomped by LSU and I just think about it from a you know from from a further perspective and I just start feeling like I don't think we have gotten better I think we've just been horrible all year and it's been wishful thinking on my part that we've gotten better oh yeah I totally agree <laughs> That's proven itself, man. I mean, that's, yeah. Haven't got it. That's what I'm just worried. I'm worried about next year. I mean, come July, I'll get some of you fired up and be like, all right, well, maybe just, you know, I'm going to talk myself into thinking we're going to go to a bowl game next year. Hey, I learned my lesson. I ain't picking us to win eight games like I did this year. I don't care if that was stupid. I was so excited. I'm going to, I'll probably end up picking us to, right now, at this moment, I don't feel like we're going to make a bowl game next year. But come July, August, we'll be like, oh, yeah, we're going to win six. We're going to sneak out a couple. Yeah, That's I don't. Being a Hawks fan, man. I, yeah, I agree. I agree. I don't. I don't know if I'm going to be able to say that next year. I don't know how I'm going to feel. I mean, I might have to see some amazing improvement in the spring game, and then you know, that really don't tell you nothing because you play yourself. So it's it's so hard to tell until you play that first game. But I'm sure I'll get excited and start reading articles and stuff, and I'll be talking to you guys and be like, "Oh, Chad, that again." And said we're going to have another, you know, we're going to a bowl game this year. But I mean, I'm always going to want to go to a bowl game. I'm always going to hope for a national championship until we lose our first couple games. You know, that's just how it is. That's being a real fan. All right, so let's jump into Mississippi State real quick, and I'm just going to run this down super fast for everybody. Uh, we got curb stomped at 52 to six. We get two field goals. Uh, that was it. We had fellas who were offensive linemen who stood there and watched defensive players just sprint past them. We had safeties look at other safeties to see if they were going to make plays again uh, during the game. I mean, it was just a horrible game all the way around. Our defense didn't even didn't even try. Um, offense looked like they wanted to try but just couldn't get anything together. I just think the coaching to get the kids up for this game, get them ready for this game, get these guys going for this game was was just horrible. Coach Morris came out and said, uh, it's inexcusable to have a game like this. I totally agree with him. I think you got to hold his feet to the fire for this. Uh, it, was, it was insane. Yeah, oh yeah, you can tell. I mean, he said uh, that's about 20 times in the press conference. You could tell he was embarrassed. He didn't. He didn't have any answers. <laughs> so he just kept repeating, mm-hmm. like, I don't know what to say. They're right. It's awful. <laughs> yeah, and it's good. I mean, I'm good. I'm glad that he was honest. I would rather him come out and say it's unacceptable, and I'd rather him be embarrassed and and stuff. But again, did he say it was unacceptable because I didn't get the kids ready and, and get this? 
team ready to play? Not really. He, he said it is unacceptable because the players couldn't play. So, again, passing the buck, which is something we've been seeing all year long. Oh, yeah. He's saying players, coaches, everybody. But uh, I will say at least one thing kind of an improvement from uh, at least from Bielema was Bielema said, oh, you know, there's still he would have tried to find positives even in a 52-6 loss, you know. He was still, <laughs> so, so at least nice to see, like, okay, at least he, at least he knows that was, you know, about Wolf. At least we know what we're <laughs> kind of hit him. Maybe just hit him big even more so than other games. Like, wow, oh, well, I'm not ready for this. <laughs> oh, I agree. I agree. Uh, special teams were not very good, uh, but they wasn't deplorable like they were at the beginning of the season. But, uh, yeah, yeah, no, it was just, it was just, we just got stomped from the beginning to the end. It was very embarrassing. We looked like we shouldn't be out there. I had a feeling this was going to be a bad game uh, like this because of our matchups. And I said it before this game started that we, this is like the worst game for us uh, as far as our strengths versus their strengths and our weaknesses versus their weaknesses. And um, they proved me right on that. So. Yeah, sadly, you're correct about that. I mean, every, I mean, every, everything went wrong. You're definitely right. It did not look good and ended up. You know, during the game, out, you said that, you know, cowbells are BF, which I agree, those cowbells are BF. They shouldn't do it. It's illegal. Um, and, uh, I like the hog calls at Dick Sporting Goods, man. Maybe I think those things would make a ruckus if we picked some of those up and started, you know. I yeah, think if we just took them down there with us when we went and played them in Starkville. Oh, yeah. Or even just because I know uh, Mississippi State is coming to Fayetteville next year. So, even just for, you know, even just for that game, just everybody, everybody buy them up, man, and just like, see, that's, this is how annoying it is. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I don't know what those things sound like, but I, I guarantee it's going to be horrible. Oh, Lord, yeah. Oh, but, yeah, it's a lot easier than, you know, Using your using your energy from your your own body and lungs and you know everything blowing vocal cords out so just at least it's still not as lazy as a cowbell but that's true so there's my there's my assessment on that game it was bad <laughs> anybody else got one you anything you want to share anything that I missed that's important no and, and sorry um, man I'm just Oh, well, there's no reason because, I mean, we're about to move on to another game. I'm scared of that one against Missouri. And uh, it had to start off bad. It just even got worse. I mean, uh, some of the plays, the, the Devion Warren underthrowing Tyshore, who was, you know, wide open. Well, it cut the, you know, it just knew it was like, wow. You know, like, can't even, and everything, everything went wrong. Defense couldn't even get a sack. They just got blown up. They had 300-something yards rushing. They just made it look easy. Everything is bad. I um, hope I never think about that game again. Yeah, totally agree. It was horrible. So, <laughs> are you ready to move on? Let's do it. All right, so we're going to move on. We're uh, going to check this out. If, if you uh, guys haven't looked, check out the uh, My Bookie uh, scores. And I think they got us as a, a two-point, uh, what, a 14-point underdog? It was earlier in the week. Is that still correct? Yeah, let me, let me make sure because um, um, – I know. Well, while Tim's checking us out, if you haven't done so yet, go ahead and sign up for my bookie. Use promo code HOGCALL. Uh, if you use promo code HOGCALL, you're going to be able to double whatever you deposit. So if you deposit 50, you're going to get 100. That's up to $1,000. So you deposit 1000 a 1000 added to uh, your account. So you have 2000 to play with. And then you can just, uh, you know, play all you want. So. Yeah, something, uh, to, something to think about, guys. Promo code hog called my bookie. Uh, my bookie has us as a twenty-three and a half point underdog. Oh well, that's changed, man. And honestly, you know, you would think that's disrespectful, and no, I think that's pretty honest. And I wouldn't blame any of you who uh, who do that uh, or take advantage of the hog call promo to. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm not even gonna say it. Yeah, just to play that part out. <laughs> you saw a call promo. That's I'm sorry. Yeah, that's the most important part. <laughs> Everybody knows where you're going. I got you. <laughs> well, that's the yeah. end. <laughs> All right. Go on. Come on, let's win. Hey, if anyone wants to make a chance on that, Arkansas straight up, man, you'd probably make a bunch of money. Arkansas pulls out the upset. Oh, yeah. 
you got any mortgage, well, you're paying that shit off. <laughs> All right, so uh, you got the uh, quarterback, uh, the phenom superstar from Missouri, Drew Locke. He's a senior. Uh, obviously, he's a great quarterback. That's why he's still around the SEC as a senior. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. No, you're right. I mean, uh, I didn't about him earlier, and I was like, what, really? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's what I've, I've heard of, good arm and stuff, and uh, he's about to have 3,000 yards, 23 touchdowns, eight, eight interceptions. He had a better year last year. I hadn't won. I just haven't. Missouri's one of the least least watched teams I've watched. I don't know if they've played during our times, or they just haven't, just, uh, haven't played anybody. I don't know, just interesting games, you know. I, I think I did watch some of the Missouri-Purdue game maybe the third week because it was a shootout, but I don't know. I just don't. I just dislike Missouri. Yeah, I don't care for Missouri. Sorry, I'm about to go on a Yeah, it's frustrating, especially, like, since they have <clears throat> had success during our downtime. It's been really – like so I, I think that's what makes it more frustrating for Arkansas fans. It's like you look at that program and you think, like, Senior 
and Therese Hall, our mic back, and uh, Garrett Kaylee Jr. Um, and then uh, strong high backer is going to be Brandon Lee, the Red Shirt Senior. Uh, so you know you got an experienced linebacker uh, crew that's uh, that's out there doing you know doing a pretty bang up job. Yeah, definitely. I know uh, Hall. You know he's got four sacks, a bunch of tackles for loss. Garrett uh, or Kel Garrett's the leading tackler, so um, I look forward and, to bring him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's that's gonna be interesting. And then uh, we got our uh, cornerback uh, Kristen Holmes, uh, and then uh, Spark Adams, who is a sophomore. So that, there's your two uh, quarterback, uh, Chris. Uh, Christian uh, Holmes is a uh, sophomore. So. Then at uh, safety, uh, you have uh, Hilton Cam, senior at strong safety and free safety. You got Trey Gillespie, who's a sophomore. This Gillespie kid is really good. Okay. Um, then, uh, like I said, uh, Sorry, I lost where I was looking at. <laughs> oh, it's okay. I was just talking about the, the yeah, yeah, yeah. Free safety. Yeah, uh, well, that seems like he makes a lot of plays back there. Um, mm-hmm. the, DeMar- the Demarcus Acey, um, he's got nine pass breakups. He gets in there, and Christian Holmes, the cornerbacks you're saying, he's got you know about ten pass breakups. So they're active back there. So they don't have a lot of. Uh, I guess Demarcus at Acey. Demarcus got three interceptions. So. Oh, okay. Oh, well, that's nice. That's nice. Watch, watch for him. And then, uh, yeah, yeah, that, well, that's uh, that's uh, Junior, I think he is, uh, DeMarcus Aiken. So, well, I mean, I don't know anything about your special teams. You think we are to? No, I was going to say, uh, I know that, I guess, Tucker McCann's a kicker. He's 21 out of 29. And he's on uh, field goals in 43 out of 45 on PAT. So he's missed a couple PATs. Uh, I mean, I don't know if we'd get involved in a close game. Maybe it hurt hurt him, but, you know. Yeah, absolutely. I think my offensive strategy after looking at all this would just be to keep it on the ground. Mm-hmm. You know, try to pound the ball, try to get a boy a bunch of carries, um, and try to uh, just attack them relentlessly. Uh, with uh, different blitz, you know. Yeah, it looks like it looks like it's gonna be a little rain tomorrow. You know, uh, forty degree weather, uh, so maybe kind of an ugly game. And uh, again, kind of to your point, you need to ground and pound tomorrow. Absolutely. So we'll see. We'll probably come out swinging around all over the place. Uh, don't don't try to talk me into having some confidence about this chance. <laughs> Oh, no, you're saying it's blinging around. I got you now. I was thinking, oh, this turkey's got to me. Come on, man. How's turkey you have today? Good <laughs> Lord. That's that wild turkey's always better than that free-range stuff you get at the grocery store. Oh, that's for sure. One-on-one, too, right? <laughs> Only on the holidays. Only on the holidays. All right, man. So, yeah, that's what we're looking at there. I don't know. I think we got a chance. We could win it, you know. Uh, just gotta, just gotta get out there and do it. What's your, uh, what's your, what's your prediction? Well, I don't feel too strongly. Hate to say it. Um, I'm gonna go 49-27 Mizzou. God, that hurts. Lord, that hurts. Oh, Lord. All right. You know, I think that Missouri's gonna give us the shellac and also. So. Uh, <laughs> I say I say we're going to uh, I say we're going to score fourteen. We get two touchdowns. Okay. Uh, and our defense comes out stronger than they have. I can hold them to four touchdowns. So fourteen to twenty-eight. Okay. Dang it! It's, it hurts to say that. And that's thing, you know what? And, the, and here it is. Y'all want to know why we picked that? If any of the Razorbacks are listening or whatnot, you'd just like to know what's going on, why I picked mine personally. Because you haven't shown me you can do it, you know. And uh, I have any confidence in you, honestly. That's it. Like, if you just improved and, and, and 
steadily improved. I could pick you, but at this point, I saw no improvement whatsoever the last game. So I just have to wonder if they're going to come out and lay down or not. So when it's, you know, when you're when you're making your pick, obviously you're going to go with the safe bet, you know. Oh yeah, um, they just haven't shown anything to make me think otherwise. I mean, I'd love to see some fight in them tomorrow uh, against Missouri. Um, but they just haven't shown anything um, off season that, that, that they're going to prove us any, any different. And Missouri's won four out of their last five games. Uh, there for a while, they were 0-4 in conference. They've, been, they've won uh, three out of their last four. So, I mean, they're you know they're trying to make a better bowl game, so it's not like they're going to – not a battle of 2-9 and nine versus 3-8, and eight, you know, just kind of a, a matchup. You know, they're trying to get to eight or nine wins and get to a – uh, more decent bowl game. Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, that's all we got football-wise. You want to uh, talk a little b-ball? Yeah, let's walk with on the basketball. We'll uh, like Will Smith shooting some hoops. Man, I feel good, man. We switched. Like, it's like I switched my total mood just switching yeah. over to b-ball, man. Like, all of a sudden, I'm just like, God, it's like, yeah, there's a like, possibility to go to the dance, man, the way these kids are playing. Yeah, and it's a, it's a young team, really exciting. Um, they seem like they really play hard, and they kind of seem like they're really Anderson style of players. Um, just first, it's long and athletic, and uh, 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 take actually, you know, Anderson's always, he's always says, same coach speaks. It starts with defense, but it seems like actually. Um, Actually, defense is like when offense ain't rolling that well, but they're still playing defense and creating a lot of turnovers. So it's going to be – I'm excited. Uh, I think it's, we're going to go to the dance, and this, let's just – and we're going to enjoy the season, the, the road to the dance. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So what what games did we need to talk about that happened? Okay, so uh, starting off last Sunday, uh, we beat Indiana 73-72. Oh, yeah, uh, we can yeah. start with – that one, um, a very exciting game. Um, oh man, I, it was. you told me, uh, uh, and I agree with you. Even looking back, kind of more on it, that we should have beat them by twenty. And I think even uh, kind of heard Anderson say that um, that we should have, you know, we didn't, we should have beat them by even more. But hey, I'll I'll take that over, man. We should have beat them like you know we said about Texas. And uh, uh-huh. let me let me say real quick, kind of, I hate Texas winning, um, but but it makes me feel a little little better about the win, or maybe it makes it worse, but they just tonightly knocked off number seven, North Carolina, on a neutral floor, so Texas, not too bad in basketball this year, so that, that makes me feel like, well, we didn't lose to, you know, a crap team. <laughs> yeah, and you know that Texas watched us play in the end, just said, like, we got played that close by Eagles team. We didn't get played that close by just... It wasn't like just your normal... You know, your normal game, man. That game was so down to the wire. Oh, yeah. You know, so, yeah, I think that I think that works both ways. I agree, man. It definitely looks like we're better because uh, Texas, you know, won a big game. And, I, you know, I'm glad they did that. Josh Stoggins should have won that game by 10. Yeah. Then we did. I, I can tell you what, I bet, I bet Texas wouldn't want to play in the uh, NCAA tournament later this year. Or next year, because you know they were more experienced. And that was a lot of these guys, Isaiah Joe, uh, uh, you know Mason Jones, and a lot of these guys' first big time experience playing. Um, you know what I mean? So oh, yeah, I, 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 I would even like to see. Them. Yeah, and we should have won that. Game. I mean, at least, at least like won it by a couple. There, I mean, definitely should have uh, won it by ten. But uh, we did beat Indiana. An exciting game. Daniel Gafford, twenty-seven points, twelve rebounds. Um, I think he scored 16 straight points at one point for us when we, um, when Indiana kind of got rolling there for a little bit, but uh, he was just a monster. He was, I think, he was named SEC Player of the Week. So, congrats to him, well earned. Congrats to him for that. That's awesome. Um, and uh, so he's the main star. Some other guys, Isaiah Joe, and kind of we'll talk about the next game against Montana State. He's looked off. His shooting hasn't been good, but he'll let it rip. Um, he'll let a couple assists. I think he, he was really scaring me at the beginning of the Indiana game. Man. He was putting up some shots, and they were pretty far back. They <laughs> wasn't going in. I just felt like I was just like, man, we should be attacking the basket more than, 
you know, yeah. stealing and shooting, that that doesn't help us. I thought, I thought stealing, passing, and attacking the basket helps us more than stealing and shooting. Am I wrong there, Woody? No, you're right. Um, they kind of get in this thing where they're wanting to shoot quick and say, hey, yeah, show them where he can shoot it. But not these last couple games, so he might – he might need to kind of hold off on shooting it that quick, especially on transition, like you're talking about after a, mm-hmm. after a steal. And we forced him to 18 turnovers. We had eight steals. So we had plenty of you know fast break opportunities, and uh, nothing will hurt it. Like a three, you know, you come off that, and the three is exciting if you hit it like that. But man, he just how like oh, what could have been? At least try to work it around for an easier, like an easy layup. Yeah, I guess for me, I guess I felt like uh, yeah, if you could get a layup, you get two points, and that's that's better than none. And um, I just felt like, you know, you, you get the ball and you, you jack that shot up. If you're hot, you're going to you're gonna know that. Yeah. And you're going to find that out after you shoot a couple of shots that aren't forced. So don't start off your day with those forced shots. That's where I think it's, you know, where you're, where you're like, you're a little too far back. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, yeah he's, defender bearing down on you. You know, I just no, from the tail of the hog and stuff. You're totally right. And he was forcing it. He, uh, I managed to make it a rule that you can only shoot from way out there if you hit like if you've been like a hit three in a row or something. Like from, oh, yeah. you know, from like right at three point line for off an assist or kind of in, in the offense. Like then, okay, you earned it. You're hot. You know, you're in the yeah. middle, not just forcing like hey. Already forcing a shot when you've already missed a couple, like from even just like be, just barely beyond the three point line, but then exactly. like jacking them up. Like, yeah, get get in rhythm before you really start to. Like when we played Texas, like we were in a rhythm, we were shooting, then we started shooting these outrageous shots, and we were draining them too, mm-hmm. you know. And I think if you're already in a rhythm and that's happening, I think that's okay, you know. Uh, but I think when you're trying to find that rhythm, I just don't want us. I don't want us trying to find a three-point rhythm that is where that's the primary focus. I've seen us do that too many times in the past and lose games that we could have won if we would have just drove to the basket. Oh, yeah, especially um, uh, in any in a game in the last they've been at home. But if you start to get into your offense where you're relying on shooting, that can go away. And you can get cold on the uh, easy, you know, a lot more easy on the on the road somewhere mm-hmm. in a tough SEC environment. Especially on that neutral floor, and if you're not hitting the shots, then you know, that's still your offense where you got to rely on that. Yeah, and don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that I want Joe to drive in either. I know, I know where maybe this could be interpreted like that. What I'm saying, but you know, I'd like to see him pump fake it and maybe throw a bounce pass over to uh, over to our uh, you know Gafford and let him just take it and just go up with a slam. You know, like. Some, oh yeah, absolutely. More Larry Bird type stuff where you're like moving them, passing the ball a little bit, not just a shooter, but you're a shooter and a passer, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and kind of going to that, talking about um, Mason Jones, other guard for us. You know, he wasn't shooting the ball. He was one for four three pointers, finished with eleven points, five rebounds, but he had seven assists and no turnovers. So when his shot wasn't working, he didn't just keep jacking them up over and over. He went to start playing more of a uh, uh, sharing the ball around, working the offense. And I can guarantee you that some a lot of his seven assists were probably to Gafford. That's a great point. That's a great point. But uh, he's been a surprise so far. Um, so, but I like him. If the shot's not going, man, just look inside the gap. Why can't Gafford shoot a free throw, man? Yeah, like, uh, he's such a good player. Yeah, he would have had even if he just would hit. He was three out of eight against Indiana. If he would have just hit a couple more, he would have had 30 points. I mean, why, are, why are, like, don't, I mean, we got a lot of guys that can't hit free throws that can hit some pretty outrageous shots during the game. But they don't understand nobody's coming after them. Does, I mean, do they hold them to explain the rules to these guys? Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't understand what's going on. It seems like it's just going to keep, keep compounding until they have a couple game stretch where they're hitting like they should be. Exactly. Exactly, man. I, I don't know. I hope I hope they do. I hope they get there. I just want to throw it out there. That's been my biggest disappointment. I think it's left a lot of points off the board that could have really helped us win games. And I'm not saying we need to shoot 100 percent of our our free throws. Don't get me wrong or anything. Goodness gracious. I mean, I'm thinking 
What do you think? What's fair? Seventy percent, maybe? I would, I would think seventy percent. Good lord, even sixty-five sounds good right now. But I would say even seventy percent. I mean, the guards, guards should be expected to make about eighty, at least seventy-five, and that puts. Oh man, I definitely take sixty-five percent from Gafford. I mean, we're leaving too many points on the board. That's going. I mean, it, obviously it hurt. I mean, we'd be we'd be four zero right now. We'd have a win against a good Texas team if not for that. So that is that's that. I think that's the big. And, uh, and, you know, they're not – like they got to know, I mean. Yeah. Seems like every game, seems like even the games we've won have been uh, games where, you know, they haven't hit their free throws. Yeah, I'm missing a lot of – yeah. Uh, even Indiana, they were 57%. Just the other night, last night against Montana State, we were 5 out of 10. You know, we didn't get very many free throws, and we went we didn't take advantage. I mean – Gaffer went 0 for 2. Um, Desi Seals 0 for 1. You know, Henderson 0 for 1. I'll definitely have more analysis on the uh, Montana State game if I'm going to watch it tomorrow. I, I would have watched the darn thing today for the podcast. I just didn't realize we had the game. I need to get something <laughs> yeah. to like send me a reminder or something. Get me some sort of a calendar or something on my phone. <laughs> yeah, and it's kind of weird how they, they have they're doing this thing where it's kind of the round robin, the hardwood, hardwood showcase between Indiana, UC Davis, Montana State, UC Arlington. And to do that kind of like where it kind of takes the place of a turn, preseason tournament, you got to play it in like within like a week or two weeks. So they kind of had to bunch these up right, like day before Thanksgiving and the day after Thanksgiving. So it really sucks. <laughs> kind of a busy time. Uh, well, I, you know, I just I didn't realize they had the game or I would have watched it. Um Anyway, my bad. Just, no, I watched it though before the next podcast. Yeah, I mean we, we had a, I mean we jumped out to a pretty. I just want to be back. honest with everybody. I don't want to get out there and start talking <laughs> about stuff I haven't. You know what I mean? Oh I know yeah. There are a lot yeah. of guys that will. You know, they'll just BS you because well, it's that week and they feel like they have to. I'm gonna be honest if I miss one, man. Oh yeah, no, no, that's uh, that's all right. Um, that's that's a lot, a lot funner too to go back and and have to watch a win. You know, oh, yeah. and we were in control of the whole time. So if you don't have to bite your nails or anything, if you can watch that. And guess what? Tomorrow night, you can watch us live play UTR Lieutenant. So you get two games back to back. Yeah, I'll probably watch one in the morning. With a football sandwich. <laughs> you can watch the basketball, watch the football game, then mm-hmm. watch the basketball game. That would be a good holiday. Eat leftovers. Yeah, yeah. That's what sounds like what my day's going to be. But uh, anyway, I just like had to, I just wanted to be honest about that. I hadn't seen it yet, but um, yeah. Anyway, go ahead, go ahead, talk about it. And I'll, I'll talk about it next week or something. A little yeah, bit. no, oh, no, that's fine. I mean, just kind of real quickly, Gafford. He went, he didn't miss a shot last night, eight for eight. Um, one thing Chad looked for. We talked about the last podcast. She asked me uh, where mm-hmm. Reggie Cheney. He ended up playing uh, eighteen minutes more than his high of the year. He had, oh, uh, He went four of six. Uh, five rebounds, you know, eight points. You know, so makes that game of, even more exciting now. Had a couple dunks. Um, I think our Jalen Harris, the point guard, you know, he's only about six foot, six foot two. He had a couple dunks, so that was an exciting game. Uh, Isaiah Joe was cold, but he jacked up a lot of shots. But and Mason Jones, one of, starting to be one of my favorite Razorbacks on this team, was five out of seven from three point range. <laughs> oh wow. This, it was a fun game to watch. We should have scored 100. Again, we should have beat them by more. I mean, we won by 22, but should have beaten them by more and should have scored 100. But uh thing kind of look at some of these guys, they were playing a lot of, like, uh, you could tell Anderson was wanting to get into his bench. Uh, he gave Gafford, he only played 23 minutes. So you can tell he early on after we got a huge lead, he's trying to work in some of the younger guys, get them experienced. So. Wow, that's really neat. Yeah, Um I don't know. I don't have much to say to it just because I had, you know, hey, that's all right. But well, yeah, I'm excited happen. about it. So everything you said. It's like, man, that's an exciting game to watch. Like, I can't wait to, you know, check this one out. Um, it's definitely any. I mean, it's definitely fun to watch. I would <laughs> definitely one that uh, uh, if we watch it, we'll talk about it again. Uh, oh, good news is too. I mean, I don't know if everybody knows this, but I got the PlayStation View or whatever. Mm-hmm. And with that thing, I have the ESPN free on there, so I can go and just watch the game whenever, you know, oh, yeah. after it plays. So, ESPN three is wonderful. 
That's, oh, man, that's not. I'm so glad. That's one thing, man. Uh, just a pro tip. For anybody wanting to know how do you check out every single game, no matter what, get the PlayStation View, get the ESPN3, get the uh, Apple TV to play it on, and you'll be good to go. Guarantee it. <laughs> oh, yeah. I like this. Every game is on TV. Uh, it's great. <laughs> well, I remember back in the day, man, it was horrible. So, well, anyway, um, what we got coming up? Yeah, uh, tomorrow night, uh, seven o'clock, UT Arlington. They're three and two. Um, we this game we should win. Um, now UT Arlington's pretty. They're they're a solid pro, a solid mid major program. Um, they've been to the tournament, you know, recently. They're always kind of in the mix with Sun Belt. Uh, they're led by a five-nine guard who averages about eighteen points a game. So, but it should be a game we win. Yeah, I think that should be a winnable game. You know, not in a powerhouse conference or anything like that. So, no, especially at home. So, yeah, these are the games you need to win. You know, I would say. Yeah, I'd be expecting us to come out again um, to press a lot and force a lot of turnovers. And uh, kind of just take it and show them kind of who's the, uh, you know, <laughs> kind of will their will to win kind of early. Like, wow, we're really outmatched. And uh, I'll start with the defense. I'm yeah. excited to watch it, man. It's fun, fun winning some games. We already got more wins in basketball than we're going to have in football all year. Yeah, no, I totally agree <laughs> with that. <laughs> it's going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be a great year, you know. So. Um, what kind of uh, kind of prediction you give in this game for yourself? Hmm. I'm gonna go. Let's go. Eighty-five Arkansas, East University of Texas Arlington. So sixty-six. Okay, okay. I think I'll go uh, University of Arkansas, 92, uh, Arlington, 73. Okay, nice. Just like go out there and just stomp somebody, that'd be fun. Oh, yeah. So do we got another one coming up before the next podcast? No, uh... The next game after that will be um, December first, next Saturday against Florida International. So uh, just one more game between uh, uh, one more game for the next podcast. All right, excellent. So we'll all watch this last game, and then we'll give you that, you know, announcement yeah, or whatever you want to call it, and then uh, we will uh, talk about this next one on the next podcast. What do you think? Uh, do you think that, like, this is somebody could sneak up on us? I mean, I'm sure you do, but. Yeah, I mean, I don't I don't think it's one, and I don't think it's one of the best UT Arlington teams. Um, they gave us a pretty good, pretty good game a couple years back where we had to fight back um, at home. But I just don't, I just think we're going to, should be able to, to handle them uh, pretty well. I, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, yeah, no, totally, totally agree. And if we, no. uh, yeah, loss would be pretty bad um <laughs> and i hope hope we see you know hard playing energy i bet anderson tries to play the young guys some more um but i would expect us to come out uh pretty strong in this oh absolutely absolutely so um anything else that we need to go over uh no um looks like the the d3 team for hockey they're on a little break uh, looks like a holiday break. Next game is in the uh, four game stretch against Ole Miss. Okay. So, uh, kind of going to be light on that for a while. I think D1, um, has some games later this month. So, um, uh, I do want to say, Ole Miss. oh, yeah, that's four games, bro. I wouldn't mind four games to sleep. Uh, I do know, um, you know, football last game tomorrow, a couple basketball games. So, talk about. So, I bet next week's podcast will, uh, be pretty good itself. But, Oh yeah, absolutely. And then that uh one of those four games it's gonna be the Little Rock game too, so everybody yeah. down in Little Rock, go ahead and get out for that. 
Podcast. 